but worship is actually 168 hours a week, 24-7. Worship is actually every fiber of my body. Pastor Nelson said one of the things as he's meditated on on heaven and, and God has been with him and the coalesce with heaven and, and earth is, is the, the aspect of surrender. And one of the pictures of worship is a complete, unheld back surrender. Complete. We are creatures of conditions. I don't know about you, but I'll do this, but I got a couple reservations. And God's saying, are you prepared to give everything without any reservation? What I've found is it takes life to a whole nother level. What I've also found very interesting and intriguing in this last year is my enjoyment of life, and I have enjoyed this last year. I, 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 can't, I can't explain it except to tell you that there's this great depth of pain, but there's also this great joy at the same time. I used to think that was incompatible, but I have found that I can have great sorrow, depth of missing Winona, and of, of hurt, and, and by the way, when I talk about this, please, it's not just about Winona. There's hurt and pain and loss that we've all endured in other ways, relationship, finances, family. And, and loss is a real thing. Pain is real. And, and it's, I mean, especially through COVID, it's just exasperated or heightened some of the aspects of loss or sadness that people have experienced. So I may be speaking from one perspective, but what I'm hoping is that you're connecting maybe some of the emotions, the feelings that maybe you've experienced, because I don't think we're alone or I'm alone in this feeling of loss or sadness. I have seen a greater sadness than I've seen in a long time. I'm not talking about depression although it can go there, but there's emotions of sadness. But what I've also found is this great peace, comfort, and joy at the same time. I will see my wife again. This morning as we were worshiping, she had the whole choir in heaven singing alto, soprano, bass, tenor, everything, and it was beautiful harmony, and we got to be a part of it. She's talked with Abraham. She sat down with Daniel and said, what was it like to be in that dungeon all night fighting for your life, fearful for your life, and they didn't even touch you? You named all those animals, those lions. They became your, like, she's met, like, that blows my mind. These people that have been written about for thousands of years. And then the contemporaries, 
that we know that have passed away, loved ones of yours, heroes of the faith, she's met them. Because time is, time is a construct for us here, but in heaven, it's, it's not an issue. And through it all, one constant I see through this all is he is worthy. And I can't explain, I can't square the circle, I can't figure it out why, but I am prepared to let the mystery stay and I am prepared to get to know the one behind the mystery. And we as a church have suffered a loss. So many of you, I know, have reached out to me and my family. But I'm here to tell you, we will worship. The Bible verse that I've had shared with a few people this last year, and they said, how are you doing? I said, well, you know that verse that goes, you know, having done all to stand? Stand? It's like, I, I've done everything I can to stand, and I guess all I'm doing is just standing. But I will do that. I don't think we're going to stay at this point. I know we won't. Because I think there's a hunger, a craving inside each one of our spirit and our soul to get to know the Savior, the lover of our soul even greater, to cling to him even more, that it's, this will propel those sorrows, those sadness, the loss, the pain. It will propel us to get to know him more. Worship. Worship is a response. Worship is a response. And we saw a few weeks ago in the Old Testament that the actions of worship, but what Jesus did in the New Testament was he established the new covenant and he established the new way to approach the king. And where they used to bring a lamb or they used to bring an offering, now what he talks about is present yourselves a living sacrifice. And amidst all the pain, Amidst all the sorrow, amidst all the confusion, I will set that aside and I will present myself a living sacrifice to the king. Why? Because according to Romans, according to the Holy Spirit who gave Paul those words to write, that is my reasonable act of worship. Romans 12. In the New Testament, it seems like we chase the action and we get to the heart. In the, New, the Old Testament, there was a lot of action. There was a lot of ceremony around this. And if you look at Matthew 5, 6, and 7, when Jesus gives the most amazing description of what life in the kingdom is about, he changes it from a physical action to a heart issue. 
And he does that with respect to our worship. Yes, our worship is physical, but it also is a complete whole body aspect. My body is a living sacrifice to the king. In other words, I don't own myself anymore. It's not my truth. It's his truth. And we have commercialized, consumerized, and digitized Christianity and made it all about this present age instead of realizing it's about the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And no matter what the pain, no matter what the hurt, no matter what the situation, no matter what, He is worthy of praise. What I have found the most intriguing aspect is as I have surrendered my life to him, he's actually let me enjoy things outside of church. And this past year, I have actually enjoyed things outside of church more than I've enjoyed some of the duties that used to follow church. Why? Because I believe there's an aspect of being so close to the king. When you give him everything you've got, he gives you everything he is. We, we, we recite Matthew 6, Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And we get to the next part. And his righteousness and all these things. And and. We, I, I love all these things, but what I have found is when I put all those things in front of seeking ye first, you know what? I miss out on so much. But what I have found is as I've seeked him in my pain, in my sadness, in my sorrow, in my confusion, in my why, 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 in my how, 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 in my tears and my sobbing, as I've sought him and looked for him, and sometimes I didn't even think I heard him, but I just said, no, I'm going to do this because I'm going to stand. What I've found is I've done that. He has given me things that I didn't even expect or realize. And worship isn't about what I get. Worship is about who he is. It doesn't mean you don't have tears. Man, I just, I made a fool of myself this morning. I don't like to cry in front of people. Not only do I dance ugly, but I cry ugly. Yeah, amen. That was for my brother. That's okay. The next time he preaches, I'm going to have some little things to, I'm going to shout amen when he doesn't expect it. And I'm going to say, say it again. And I'm, I'm just going to not heckle him. I'm going to encourage him. <laughs> but through all of that, through all of the pain that you may have, through the tears that nobody else sees, through the anguish that you can't even describe if you get to the point where you still can come and say I surrender you're worthy and I worship you there's something amazing that can happen and I can't tell you I'm there every day 
There's days when I kick the grass because if I kick the wall, it would hurt. But I have found a life of surrender. A life of worship is the only life for me. And if I could put it in terms that maybe we'd understand, and I don't even like to use it in this term, but I've paid a huge price. That I'm not turning back now. I've seen loss. I ain't turning back now. I want to see victory. I want to see healing. I want to see salvation. I want to see lives that have been destroyed by abuse and other things turned around by the grace and the power of God. I want to hug somebody that reeks of things and substances and I want to hug them with the love of God. Worship is a response. I worship God for who he is, not what he's done. God is love. Therefore, he loves. We have a cause and effect mentality and logistics. And we often go, because God loves me, I'll describe him as love. No, because he is he does. And what happens is that changes my worship because if I worship him based on what he does this last year, I didn't get what I wanted. And if I worshiped him based on getting what I wanted, I would, I, and I was disappointed. I had some pretty serious conversations I've talked to God more in this last year than I probably talked to him in my whole life. But if I serve him because of what I get, I will miss him for who he is. But I have found when I serve him for who he is, I get everything of who he is. What he does, how he thinks, how he behaves, how he rules, how he loves He's my help. He's my strength. He's my redeemer. He's my strong hand. I had one service where I stood here and I was in such pain and I literally, in the worship, felt someone stand beside me. And there was nobody beside me. And this morning in the, in the worship and the song of the Lord that Olivia had, he goes before me. He goes behind me. He goes beside me. He is all around me. He has got me covered. A greater understanding of God causes a greater worship. And you, my brother and my sister, Solid Rock, you have great worship. You have great worship. Because you have said, I want to get to know you more. And I may not be able to explain 
rationalize or in some ways even appreciate. I don't appreciate everything that's happened, but I will worship. And when we do that, what happens is it unlocks something in the supernatural, in the heavenlies, that releases something that you and I could never manufacture on our own. And I am tired of trying to do self-manufacturing. I've closed shop. I've gone bankrupt. But what I have found was when I allow him to manufacture and allow him to be who he is and I come. It doesn't mean I've left my brain at the door, but what I've found is I have learned how to serve him in a way that's different. It's taken a lot of pressure off. As Pastor Nelson was sharing, you know what? There are moments when I can't explain it and he comes to me and he just says, I love you, David. And I look at it and I go, but I'm a hot mess. I'm a good-looking hot mess. Come on. See, now you're laughing because you think that's funny. But I'm just a mess. I am a broken, hurt mess. And what does he do? He comes to me and he says, I love you. And I've got nothing to offer. My studying is pathetic. I can produce notes, but just don't ask for a copy. I, I have nothing. I, I, I'm at a loss. And what does he do? He comes to me in that moment, and he fills me, and he assures me, and he says, but I love you. Why? Because he's love. I wrote down a few things I learned from this last year. I learned that worship is my whole being. I cannot simply worship with my lips. It takes my whole life. It takes everything. And don't ask him to do that to you. Don't, don't. Just, just worship him. I found worship is my whole life. It consumes all of me. Not just Sunday morning. Sunday morning is like the icing on the cake. I can't tell you how many times I've come Sunday morning and I have been refreshed, filled, and restored. And it wasn't that I was terrible all week, but there's just something about getting together with God's people, with family, and worshiping the King and it's amazing what he can do in 30 minutes that I couldn't do in 167 and a half hours. Worship is my whole life. It consumes me. All of me is affected. All of me. My hair has changed color. I've, all of me has been affected. And all of me worships him. Because I think I look better with my gray than I did with my brown. All of me worships him. Every fiber of my being worships the king. My thinking, my walking, even the way I walk, I tried to walk different this year. 
I'm not going to walk like this. I'm going to walk with my chest held high. Everything, physiologically, health, wealth, well-being, every aspect of me is a worship to the king. Every aspect. I honor him and I worship him with my finances. I worship him with my health. My body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. Not an arena, a temple. I found that worship is my starting point. If I miss that, I miss everything else. And I don't worship him as my starting point to get everything else because I found if I get everything else, quite often it's, but I've missed this. I've missed the friendship of the king. I've missed sitting down and I don't even have to talk with him, but I'm just in his presence. I've been with family where they don't have to ask me anything. We can sit for an hour. We don't have to speak. And I walk away restored. That is the same with my king. My worship is the first thing. And if it's the only thing, that's good enough. I don't have an attitude, you give me, I'll do this, you get that. No, you know what? If he slays me, yet I will follow. We have a 20th century idea that, well, I'll follow you, but you have to do this. No, I will follow you, and you know what? My final destination is heaven. So anything else here is bonus. I think we preached a lot of fluff and stuff and we've missed him. A life completely surrendered. I don't need six points of this and seven points of that. I'll get to that, but right need I need one right now I need one point him. I just need him. I have found this last year. I am desperate for God. Because nothing else answers. Worship is my every moment. I learned that I need God. I need the Father. I need his love. I need his stability. I need Jesus, the, batter, the battles he's won, the victories that he has, the way that he defeated death. I need him. And I need the Holy Spirit who is near me, with me, in me, upon me, all around me. He is with me 100% of the time, and he is 100% fully God. I need him. I cannot do it without him. I've gained a heavenly perspective. I thought I had ideas of heaven. Man, my ideas of heaven have been completely thrown out the window. Heaven is a wonderful place filled with glory and grace. It's real. I want to see my Savior's face. Heaven is a wonderful place. I want to go there. I don't even know if I sang it right, but you know what? Heaven is a beautiful place. And what he has for you and me goes beyond. There are colors in heaven. There are sounds in heaven. There are frequencies in heaven that we have not seen here. And you know what? This is pretty. We get to look at Mount Baker. Gorgeous. We get to see some amazing scenery. And then I think heaven is only going to amp that up to the heaventh degree.
I found I just need to get back to the simplicity of relationship. What I found is the simplicity of relationship is a very complex thing. Just sitting at his feet. Just sitting at his feet. Not so busy that I miss the moments with him. But just sitting at his feet. The simplicity of relationship. For those of you that have had romantic relationships, think about the simplicity of when you first met, when you first fell in love, and it didn't matter about it. All you wanted to do was, was be with that person. And you would drive distances. You'd fly to Costa Rica. I see Bradley hugging his wife. You, you'd do things that you would never do otherwise. Why? Because you just loved being around that person. The simplicity of it makes you do some amazing things. And I have found this last year. I just had to make my relationship with Jesus became very simple. He's the lover of my soul. And I just, every morning, I go for a walk. And we just talk. And I've found that has been one of the most precious things I do before I do everything else is spending time with him. And what I find is usually I'm the one talking. And he still loves me. I can talk for 10 minutes and he can say three words and it's like, wow, I'm ruined. I mean, sometimes I think he just has to burp and I go, oh, wow, that was good. <laughs> Simplicity of the relationship. Young people and older people, but none of us considers us older people. So young people, make this the priority of your life. Make this the priority of your life, spending time with the king. If you can rearrange your schedule and say, I'm just going to be with the king, and what you'll find is he can do more in a moment than you can do the rest of the week, and what he does in that moment helps you the rest of the week and what he does in that moment sets you up for the rest of the week and what he can do in that moment dismisses the importance of the rest of the week and what he does in that moment is he answers your question what he does in that moment is he gives you wisdom what he does in that moment can touch you in so many different ways get back to the simplicity of spending time with Jesus Make this first, the other things will come, but if you miss it, you will miss everything else. The Lord bless you. I'm not even going to tell you this is my conclusion. I'm just going to say this. The Lord bless you. 
the Lord keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. This week, worship the king like you've never worshipped him before. And see what he can do that you can't. God bless you. We love you so much. Thank you for letting me be a mess. Bless you. Oh, ladies, Bible.